them people go. Now, there's a couple stories in this, right? One of those stories is God has no limit in the depths he will go to save your life. Amen. Come on now. Yeah. Boy, y'all, y'all, I'm trying not to get started. Y'all don't make me start. Amen. Listen, God will go through, God will go through anything to save your life, right? And, 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 and so the last thing that happened was God said, listen, Pharaoh, you got to let them people go, right? Or, or the last thing that was going to happen was there was going to be death in the land. And everybody knew that. And, and so before that night happened, they, they gave the people of God some blood. And their job was to take this blood and wipe it on their doorposts. Amen. And, <laughs> and we're, when, this, when this death angel came, right, then anytime that death angel, anytime that death would come and it would see this blood, it will pass right on by. Come on, come on. Well, y'all come listen, on. amen. Now, 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 we don't, we don't uh, uh, sacrifice animals and put blood on anything now because God gave us his son. His son name was Jesus, and Jesus shed his blood. So we are already covered by that blood, amen. So you ain't got to worry about that thing coming in you. Hallelujah. Come on, man. Amen. If you got that faith in that God you serve. And it makes no sense to serve a God that can't protect you. Amen. Ooh, don't shout that because I'm preaching real good. Now, again, <clears throat> that don't mean that you shouldn't be, be cognizant of what's going on. Amen. That means that you shouldn't live in this. I don't live in fear. For what? Fear is going to drive you crazy. The Bible says fear has torment. And people who live in fear, they go out and do stuff like buy all the toilet paper. I don't even know why they're buying all the toilet paper. This thing ain't got nothing to do with no toilet paper. Amen. All right. Come on. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Let's, let's look at a couple things. Y'all good? Yeah. Turn your Bible to, let's go to this one. We might as well give you some stuff to roll with, right? Amen. So that every time that fear creeps itself up, all you got to do is rely on the word of God. Come on, come on. Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their, from their destruction, right? So you might as well start praying some word stuff and stop saying some other stuff. Amen. Amen. So let's look at a, let's see how much, did I tell you to go anywhere? Turn, turn to Psalm 91. Let's go to Psalms 91. When you have it, say amen. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. We can get you one. Even if you don't know how to read, them things will come alive. Will it tell you put point in the right direction? We, uh, can we get a Bible back here, please? Yep, got <clears throat> when you have it, say amen. amen. That's why this thing is looking weird, because I got it on the wrong translation. Verse 1 says, hold on, let me change this translation. Verse 1 says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, to abide under the shadow of the Almighty says you have to dwell, dwell. in that secret place. Amen. I got this thing going on right now. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. What's happening right now, especially in the body of Christ, is people are just now getting ready, right? But 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 as Christian and as believers, you're supposed to live in this place. 
Amen. Listen, listen, they talk about famine. They talk about stuff going on in the world. Listen, that shouldn't even that shouldn't even cross your mind because your source and your provider and your protector is God Almighty. And from everything I know and everything I heard about God, God never runs out. Why I said he never sleeps nor slumbers, meaning God don't listen, listen. God don't get tired. You listen, you know how many times you ask God to work it out for you? I remember I used to pray in, in unbelief, and I would say, God, I know you're tired of dealing with me. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. The Bible says Jesus, the Bible says that God is rich in mercy, meaning he ain't never going to run out. He'll never get tired of dealing with you. He'll never get tired of providing for you. He'll never get tired of confident you. He'll never get tired of loving you. He is rich in mercy. His love, everything he has never runs out. So now you dwell, amen, in that secret place of the Most High. It says, uh, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Amen. My refuge, my forces, everything that I need to, to, to survive coronavirus 2020 is found in my refuge in my fortress. Amen? Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the pest, uh, perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the peasant that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. I like this part right here. This part right here just excites me. It says, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not even come near you. Come on, glory to God. You see that? That's the word of God, right? Now, now here's what we do again as believers. We trust in the word of God. Yes. If you're looking for answers on what to do outside of the word of God, man, you're going to mess up. Amen. And you're going to do something like be stuck in your house for 30, 40, 50 days, scared to, work, scared to go outside. Yeah. Oh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> it says a thousand may fall in my side and 10,000 in my right, but it, only, it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes till I look and, be, and see the rewards of the wicked. We ain't going to deal with that right now. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. You see that? For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. You should tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and serpent you should trample on the foot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, if you learn how to depend on the word of God, you learn how to talk, amen, in difficult situations. Amen. Now, if he said that because I've set my love upon him, therefore he will deliver me, and it says I will, with long life I will satisfy him, and show him my salvation, then what I'm talking about and what I'm believing for and what, I'm always, what, all, what is always on my mind is that long life. Amen. Right? And if I know that I got a long life, I know that there's nothing out there that will, that, that will take my life. Amen? Amen. When, when, Amen. When, 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 here's the thing about faith. <laughs> the thing about faith is, is that most people can't operate in faith because most people can't, can't, can't think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. 
if you look at everything faith does, faith causes you to believe something that everybody else thinks is crazy. Amen. Everybody thought it was crazy for this blind man to be healed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But again, that blind man didn't, I don't care what you think, you think is crazy. I, I know that Jesus can heal me. And because I know that Jesus can heal me, I'm going to call out to Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? So, so, so faith is a, faith is a action that you have to take. And, and, and believing that God, no matter what the situation, can protect you, can keep you, can make everything good in your life. He said he's a God of peace. So do you got peace in your life? Well, yeah. Amen. And that peace comes from God. So now as I'm going through daily life and as I'm dealing with the daily uh, 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 things that are going on around me, then my job is to trust and hope and believe in God because the only one that's going to deliver you, amen, is Jesus. Amen. Y'all still here? Yes. Turn your Bible to... Uh-huh. Turn your Bible to Mark chapter 4. Again, what I want to do today is I want to put some faith inside you because they talk about it's going to get worse and it's going to get crazier and it's going to get all this stuff. Amen. So, again, in the time, in that, in that time, you, you need to know what to depend on and who to rely on. Amen. Uh, so that you don't get, because they fight in stores over toilet paper. I keep thinking about that. That's crazy. Uh, but they fight in stores over everything. Amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. When you have to say amen. Amen. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he uh, as he was. And and other boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the wind beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep. I don't know what's going on with this thing, but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care we are, that we are perishing? Now, it, 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 now you, you, it, we read it like that. Um, you know, we just read it out. But, but you got to imagine the situation, right? They didn't just, it wasn't a calm teacher. Do you not care that we are perishing? They woke him up. Because, again, now, think about how, how peaceful Jesus was sleeping. Yeah. It said that this storm was going on. And while this storm was going on, it was violent. It was a violent storm, right? So that boat is getting, it's getting moved and moved and water's coming in. And Jesus didn't even move a wink. Yeah. You see that? He didn't, he didn't do anything. So, so they deal with all this stuff. Of course, they're probably getting buckets trying to throw the water out. And they go and they, now, now, now here's what they did know. Now, and, and this is what you should realize is at some point while this storm was going on, it was getting violent. They did, at first, they did everything they can not to wake Jesus up. Amen. But when they got to a point where they knew that there was no other answer, amen, they decided to wake Jesus up. And the message in that is this. You ain't got to go through that storm and get your head knocked in before you run to Jesus. As soon as you see the storm, go to Jesus then. It's all good. Don't worry about it. And, and so, they, so they woke him up and they said, teacher, you don't care that we about to die? Now, Jesus probably mad if he's like me, right? Uh, the worst thing you can do is wake me up, especially out of a good drink. You get what I'm saying? 
And, and I'm looking at everybody else like they're crazy when I wake up trying to figure out what's going on. So, of course, Jesus woke up. And then when he woke up, sorry, <clears throat> it says, <clears throat> then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? You see that? Now, if you look into that, right, again, a lot of times we just kind of walk past and, and go past that. But if you look at that, what he was saying was, listen, why did you need to wake me up when all you had to do was the same thing I just did? You see that? He said, how is it? How is it that you have no faith? Why are you sitting up here walking around in fear? How is it that you have no faith? Meaning when that situation comes, right, and you've been saying all this other stuff and you finally call on Jesus, why ain't you been talking to that thing? Now. Amen. I'm assuming you're quiet because you're listening. Yeah. Amen. Because, again, that's what happens, right? We go through all this stuff in life and we go through all, the, all, the, all this torture. You can think about yourself all this week. Right? Seeing all this stuff, and it's in the news, and it's everywhere, and it's on the job. What have you been saying all week? Right? What have you been doing all week? We talk about, we, we, the pastor asked everybody to shake hands, and I saw a face look around like, don't you know that we ain't supposed to be shaking hands? <laughs> what have you been trusting in? What have you been depending on? What have you been, been banking on all week? Because all week I've been trusting in the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you mess around and shake somebody's hand and get sick, you're going to need Jesus then. You might as well get Jesus now. You might as well trust that. because You might as well trust that. Listen, that coronavirus don't want to come nowhere near William Bumpus. So William Bumpus will mess around and cure this whole thing. Again, faith. Right? Faith requires you to trust in and believe in a system that nobody else believes in. Amen. My father came out with his book this week, uh, Healed from Cancer. Yeah. Amen. And 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 when you when you put a book out like that, man, you, you gotta have you gotta have total faith in Jesus because people don't think you're crazy. Yeah. Right? Because again, according to world standards, man, people don't get healed from cancer all the time. Right. Yeah. And, and, and according to the world standards, faith, I mean, uh, cancer is a death sentence. Right. So, again, when you're dealing with that stuff, you got to know who to trust in. And if your trust is in God, you got to be willing to deal with everything that comes along with that. It ain't all roses and peaches and greens. People going to dog you out. Yeah. Are you still going to trust in God? Yeah. People going to call you crazy. They going to call you stupid. Right. They're going to look at you on Facebook and say, man, he's talking about all that stuff. Listen, do you still trust in God? Do you still believe in God uh, 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 enough to know that you ain't got nothing to worry about? Because, listen, you can't have one ounce of doubt because doubt will take your life. Amen. Amen. Doubt will take your life. Doubt will have you thinking in opposition to God's word. And when you think in opposition to God's word, then that thing, whatever that thing is designed to do, will, will, will thereby happen to you. I'll show it to you. Hold on. Um, turn your Bible to... Y'all still good? Yeah. Mark chapter 11. Amen. Now, I'm not telling you to... Y'all got to say this stuff. I don't know why, but 
I ain't telling you to disregard what your job or somebody else may be telling you about this day. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you to trust in Jesus. Amen. Right? Your job may close down. You can't go by faith and say, job, listen, y'all need to not close down. Uh, 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 I got faith that we're going to be good. You can't do that, right? You still got to take your butt home. Right? But in that situation, again, where's your faith at? Are you worried about, well, the job closed down, so how am I going to take care of myself? And how am I going to be provided for? No, my faith is in God. So if the job does close down, I know that God's still going to provide for me. I'm not going to miss a beat. Amen? Where is your trust at, right? Uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 12 says, Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree from afar off, uh, sorry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it. I like to always say this. Jesus said to what? Right? What did he say it to? Y'all can say a little, a little bass in your voice. He said to a tree. Amen. Jesus spoke to a tree. Now, now again, we find it hard to speak the situation, but Jesus, right, the Son of God, the mighty one of Israel, spoke to a tree. Amen. So you ain't, you ain't as crazy as Jesus, right? You can speak to that thing, right? And he said, let no man eat from you ever again hereafter. And his disciples heard it. I like the fact that it puts in there that his disciples heard it. Because again, I guarantee you, his disciples thought he was crazy for talking to that tree. I guarantee you that. If you look at everything else they went through, and if you look at some of the other stuff they were questioning Jesus about, you know, you know, you know that when he talked to this tree, they looked around at each other and said, man, he's talking to a tree. Talking to a tree, what's wrong with Jesus, right? And let's go to the next part. Verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Who won that battle? Jesus or that tree? Jesus. Say it a little louder. Jesus, Jesus won that battle, right? Because again, yesterday, when he first spoke to that tree, amen, <laughs> most people would have put their faith in that tree. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we about to now Jesus and all this stuff. Now we about to finally see Jesus lose, right? And, and, and the day before, if you notice in the story, it says as they passed by the tree. Now, yesterday they saw the tree from afar off. Yeah. Amen. So now when they, when they came back by that next day, you have to wonder and think what were they thinking because they knew they were going back the same way they were coming. But this time, it wasn't far off when they saw it. They walked up on that tree and they saw the thing dried up from the roots. And, and, and Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Now notice, I always talk about this, notice that Jesus didn't say, y'all look, y'all see that tree? If you pay attention to the story, it looks like Jesus walked on right by that tree. Uh-huh. Wasn't thinking about it, didn't, didn't, didn't care about it. You know why? Because Jesus knew yesterday. Yeah. He knew. Y'all missed that message right there. Jesus knew yesterday that tree was done. Right? I know today that my God is protecting me, right? So, 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 so next year, when everything's all said and done, it didn't nothing happen to me, right? That ain't the time to shout. No, the time to shout is today. Amen. Right? 
Because your faith is put on the line right now. Right now. You got to trust and you got to believe and you got to depend on Jesus right now. You can't wait till tomorrow, right? You need to do that thing right now. Right now. Amen? Amen? And look at Jesus' response. And Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. If you ain't got no faith in God. <laughs> there was, there, there, in Mark chapter 4, it talks about um, it talks about the 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 the, the parable of the, the sower, mm-hmm. and it talks about the seed being sown, and it says that when the seed goes out, some falls on the wayside, some falls on this type of ground, and all this stuff. And there's one part of it that says, "These are they who hear the word, and Satan comes immediately and steals the word that was sown in their heart." Immediately. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I always like to, I, I, when, when I deal with that, I always like to, to put that out and, and, and I always like to put people on front street. And, and, and what that is, 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 is when you hear that word about God being amazing, about God protecting you and about God can, can get you through the family and, and how God can deliver you and, 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 and set you free. And you're sitting in the middle of church. What's your thought process? Are you sitting there saying, man, that ain't going to happen? Amen. Or has that word empowered you? Has that word lifted you up? Listen, I was I got to a point to where I was talking too much about the coronavirus and talking about this stuff. And, and, and when I heard the word, I immediately got stirred up on the inside. When you hear this word, do you immediately get stirred up on the inside or do you go through a process? Satan will come immediately to the word that's sown in your heart. You know why? Because Satan knows more than you do what that word will do to your life. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And Satan's job, and what Satan wants to do, Satan wants to live and run your life through terror and through fear and through famine and through all that stuff. So the one, one thing he does is he takes that thing immediately and takes that word that was sown in your heart. That's why sometimes it takes us all the way to Friday to remember what the pastor talked about on Sunday because on Sunday... Satan came immediately and stole that word from you. Wow. Wow. Good stuff. When are you going to stop letting Satan rob you? Right now. Right? When are you going to stop letting Satan take your life and take your peace and take your joy and, 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 make, and, and stop making you live by the situation? When are you going to start learning how to live by Jesus? Right? No, I made a choice. I made that choice a long time ago. Satan, I ain't letting you take nothing else from me. If this word says it, that's what I believe. If this word says I can have it, guess what? I got it. If this word says I can do it, guess what? I done done it. If this word says I can believe it, guess what? I believe it. You ain't taking nothing else from me. Stop letting him steal your life. Amen? Because that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to hit you with this one. Turn your Bible to 1 John chapter 3. Y'all good so far? Yeah. 1 John chapter 3. I hate Satan. I hate his goofy self. Every time I talk about it, I got to say that. Just so, just so you know. I said, yeah, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> you better not be scared to say it either. Amen. Because he's saying it to you. 
He's saying it to you. He's telling you, man, you ain't going to never get out of this. You're going to always be a drug addict. You ain't going to never get out of this. You always going to be a hormone. You ain't going to never get out of this. You always going to be broke. And he's sitting that stuff all day long. You hear it and you think it and you think it and you think it. And it causes you to open your mouth and say it. Amen. No, if, if I keep hearing in my head that I'm broke, I walk around saying, boy, I'm rich. Because here's what I know. I know that Satan is a liar. Amen. And he's been a liar from the beginning, which means that anything Satan says, you are the opposite. If he say you weak, guess what, boy? You strong. That's right. Amen. First John chapter three. We got it. Amen. Behold, verse one. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when we when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in himself purifies himself just as he is pure. Now, if you know anything about 1 John, you will know that 1 John does a whole lot of talking about those who live in sin and those who live in righteousness. Right? And it talks a lot about those who practice sin and, 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 and those who practice righteousness. And it says right here, it says that we are called children of God. And if I, was, if I understood and got a revelation of that God has called me one of his children, right, then I'm going to do everything I can, amen, to get closer and closer and closer to him. Amen? It says that those who have this hope in themselves, listen, do you know that one day you will get to see God? Do you know that one day you will get to be with Jesus? Do you know that one day we will be walking on streets of gold? Do you know that one day there will be no more famine and there will be no more virus and there will be no more death? You will be living, amen, in heaven. And it says those who have this hope in themselves, they purify themselves. Listen, listen, every day I wake up, I say, boy, what do I need to do to get closer to Jesus? Because what I don't want to do is something that will take me further away from him. Why? Because I got joy in the hope that's going, that, that is to come. Glory. Right? Yes. And it says those who have this hope in themselves, a lot of people, a lot of people live, even Christians, right? They live this life and, 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 and they live in today. Mm-hmm. Amen. And they, they, they don't have no hope mm-hmm. for heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And they don't have no, li- 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 listen. <laughs> if coronavirus comes through and sweep this whole country and everybody die from it, guess what? You should be happy. You yeah. in heaven. Think about it. If it happens, amen, and, 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 and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Because you should be having that faith in Jesus, right? But if it happens, there's nothing you can do about it, you're on your way to heaven. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. So now because of that, listen, listen, this is how you gain victory over stuff. This is how you don't let coronavirus mess your life up. And pestilence mess your life up. And sickness and cancer. And that's how you don't let that stuff mess your life up. You know that, hey, if anything happens, listen, if I don't get healed from it, I get to go be with Jesus. And those who have this hope in themselves, they purify themselves. Now, here's what happens 
<laughs> when you purify yourself. Yes. When you purify yourself, that means you're spending so much time in that word. And the more time you spend in that word, the more faith rises up on the inside of you. And the more faith rises up on the inside of you, the more power you understand you got. And the more power you understand you got, boy, you'll start talking to stuff, and that stuff will start happening, and you'll feel like there's nothing on this earth that can stop you. That's what it means to purify yourself. How you going to get pure? You're going to get pure in that word of God. How much time are you spending in the word of God? This, listen, this is a perfect time. People get... People get to stay home for work and everything. Boy, you spend all that time in the word of God. The Bible says that if you meditate on this word day and night, you'll make your way prosperous and you'll make your way successful. Ain't you, ain't you ready to be successful? Y'all good? All right. I'm getting, I got most of them. Now I got to get the rest of them. I got eight minutes. <laughs> Turn your Bible to, I got a whole lot of verse. Y'all been in this word all week. Ooh, let's talk about this. Turn your Bible to Colossians chapter 1. Let me show y'all this. <clears throat> Let me show you this. 1123, Kenneth Copeland Study Bible. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians. He had to say amen. Amen. I was reading this the other night, man, and and I got super excited. Verse 19 says, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Yes. Listen, that blood that Jesus shed, uh, there's a song that says that the blood that, that, that Jesus shed, it gives me uh, all the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never we sing like four different versions, but that's the song, right? <laughs> that blood that Jesus shed on the yes, cross. Yes. Amen. Let's talk about that blood. We start off by talking about that blood. Come on now. Might as well go back to it. Blood. That blood that he shed on the cross, amen, was 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 an eternal sacrifice. Come on now. Right? Now, back in the day, they had to continually make sacrifices and they had to continually shed blood. But that blood that Jesus shed was shed once and for all, for all eternity. Meaning, everything that that blood represented, you still have in your life today. If that blood represented peace, then you got it. If that blood represented healing, then you got it. If that blood represented prosperity, then you got it. Everything that Jesus died for belongs to you. And it says right there, it says, it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness of God should dwell. Yeah. Amen. Listen, God, God wants you to, God wants you to think of yourself the way he thinks of you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so many times we get bogged down with the way other people think or the way we think of ourselves. No, you need to think about yourself the way yeah, God thinks about you. you. And God thinks that you are full. 
He thinks that you are perfect. He thinks that you are holy. He thinks that you are are are, are without blame or without spot. Yeah. I know I wouldn't get no amens on that. That's why yeah. I said that. That's why I said that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Let's keep reading. Verse 21. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have been, uh, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. You see that? I just said that nobody shouted amen because you thought I was crazy. Now it's in the Bible. You still ain't shouting amen. He did it to, it says it. He did it. He reconciled you. He changed, listen, your life, let's get into this now. This is for those who ain't saved yet. Your life was jagged up. Amen. You did everything in your power to mess up relationships, to mess up people, to mess up family, to be a, a, a screw up, to be a prisoner. You went all your life and you wreaked havoc on everybody you came in contact with. Then you met Jesus and he restored your life. Amen. He reconciled you. And here's why he reconciled you. It says it. It said he did it in the body of the flesh through death to present you as holy, as blameless, and above reproach in his sight. That's how he look at you. That's how he sees you. Amen. You know why coronavirus can't touch you? Because you're perfect. It says it right there. Listen. In his sight you are. That's in your Bible. Yeah. Amen. In his sight you are. Coronavirus can't touch you. Why? Yeah. Because you are, you are healed. Yeah. Listen, healing, <laughs> healing flows out of you. Yeah, God. Amen. Listen, listen. Again, coronavirus will touch you and just dissipate. Because yeah. that's what flows out of you. Because that's who God made you. That's what Jesus died for. Yeah. Listen, Jesus, Jesus came to this earth. For one thing and one thing only. And that was to save your soul. Amen. Jesus knew <laughs> that he was coming to this earth to die. He knew that he was coming to this earth to, 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 to give his life. He knew that he knew that he knew that at one point he would have to be separated from God to endure that pain. You know, if God, if, if, if Jesus was, 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 was operating under that power of God, man, then every time they hit him with that whip, he wouldn't have felt a thing. The Bible says, but for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured the cross. Think about it. Like he said, he, he could have ended that whole thing and, went through, and not went through anything. But because he loved you so much, think about the sacrifice it takes. Right? You have been in a situation where you knew, hey, I knew I was going to court one day. Mm-hmm. And every day up until I went to court, there was not a nervous bone in my body. Uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> but on the day you get to court. Come on now. Right? On the day you get to court, all that stuff comes. You don't know what's going to happen and all this stuff. And then, and then that nervousness, I tell the story of how I was, how I was uh, when, 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 when we went to court that last time. Give me a few more minutes. We went to court that first time, and, and, and I was waiting, and I tell the story that I was, my father, Dr. Bumpers, was praying in tongues, and I was thinking in tongues. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you get so scared, you don't even want to open your mouth. <laughs> so he was praying in tongues, and I was thinking in tongues, and, 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 and Jesus, he went all them years, and he, he knew what was going to have to happen to him. 
He was healing people and saving people and delivering people, man. They were loving on him and all. And, 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 and one day they loved him and the next day they hated him. Yeah. That's yeah, all right. <laughs> and he was doing good, man. And the night before he mm -hmm. was taken, yeah. he went up to the garden to pray. And, uh, and you could see it there. He, was, he kept praying and he kept... He kept praying, and every, every time he tried to pray, he'd get interrupted by the by the by the disciples who kept falling asleep. And and he, and he got to a point. The Bible says that he got to a point. He asked, and he, and he said, "Father, uh -huh. if it be if it be, I will let this cup pass." Yes. All that pressure. All that. Right. Yeah. That's what busts people up. Is pressure. Yeah. That's what get people out of faith. Is pressure. Pressure. That's what make people start doubting and losing heart. Is pressure. Pressure. And all that pressure started coming on him because he started to imagine all the, the beatings and the, everything he was about to go through. Even though all these, for these 30-some years, he knew it was coming. But now that it's all upon him, he feel all that pressure. And that pressure started getting to him. And he said, nevertheless, huh, not my will, but your will be done. What Jesus knew is that my job is to follow God. Yeah. And there's going to be times when you have a chance to not follow God. And there's going to be times when you have a chance to give up on God. And there's going to be times when you have a chance to change your mind and go the other way. But, 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 but not my will, but your will be done. What is it that you want me to do, Father? How is it that you want me to live? How is it that you want me to, to, to depend on you? And, 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 and when he did that, you can see in the Bible that his mind was made up. There was nothing that was going to stop Jesus from taking that beating. There was nothing that was going to stop him from, from, from calling them legions of angels and asking God to deliver him. No, this is what I was here to do, and this is what I'm here to do. And because I'm here to do that thing, then I'm going to do that thing. And he did all that, took all that pressure and it, took all that hurt and took all that pain so that you didn't have to deal with it. He did it for you. Yeah, he did. Amen? And, and, and what I want to do on a daily basis, man, is I want to get a revelation of what Jesus did for me. Right? Because if Jesus took a beating for me, why am I taking another beating? Wow. And if by his stripes I'm healed, amen, why am I sitting here worried about death? And if the pieces, if the, the Bible says the chest ties with our pieces on the shoulders, so if he put that, that, that piece on his shoulders and, 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 and he took the penalty for me to have peace in my life, why am I dwelling and thinking about peace in my life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? God considers you holy. God considers you blameless. God considers you a victor. And every day of your life, you should live it like that. When it says that the just shall live by faith, that's what you live by. You live by everything that Jesus died on that cross for belongs to you. That is your faith. That's what you believe. That's what you trust. That's what you gave your life to. When you prayed that prayer, Jesus, I believe that you died, was buried, you rose again. I believe you did this for me and my sins. You did that and you told Jesus that, hey, what you did on that cross, you took my place. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. So now you can live victorious. Thank you. Now Amen. you can live fear free. Fear free. 
Amen. If Facebook is causing you to fear, you need to stay off Facebook. Stay off there. If the news is causing you to live in fear, then you need to stay off that news. <laughs> you need some news, get some good news. Amen. Get some good news. Some good news. Some news that some news that tells you that you ain't got to live this way. You ain't got to live in fear. You can live in peace. And even in the midst of famine, you can live good. Amen. And even when the gas prices go up and the toilet paper run out, amen, God will provide a way for you to do that thing. And if you live like that, you don't have to live in fear. You live in faith. Amen. And when you live in faith, you can live in joy. And when you live in joy, you live in peace. Amen. And when you live in peace, boy, you live in God. He is our peace. Yes, he is. He is our hope. Yes, he is. You were without God and without hope in this world. Now that you got God, you got all the hope you need. Yes. Keep trusting in God. Even in the midst of this famine, even if it get worse, even if it get bad, mm-hmm. keep trusting in God. Keep trusting. Every day you go without the coronavirus is another day Jesus came through. Amen. Amen. And that's your faith, right? You roll that faith, and if one day you wake up and you got the coronavirus, well, you refocus your faith. Amen. But I'm believing and I'm praying that it won't even come near your dwelling. Because you dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Amen. Did y'all get anything out of that? Amen. Don't live in fear if you if you're living in fear, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to pray, come on up and get some prayer. Amen. We'll touch and agree with you. <clears throat> Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a protector. He'll do every single thing his word says that he will do. Amen. As the ministers come forward, let's take, we got, you got a couple seconds. Ain't no games to go watch today. Amen. You're going to watch old reruns, all that stuff they just putting on. So take this time to get prayer. Amen. Take this time. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Please come and do so. Amen. He loves you. He cares for you so much so that he died for you. He wants you to live in peace. He 